Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Football Ramble from North London. I make no comment about what colour it is. It's Monday, the 7th of December. I'm Kate Mason. I'm still called Pete Donaldson. And I'm a very red Jim Campbell. But we're not here to talk about that, ladies and gentlemen, are we? No, we're not, Pete. What we, were you we up are to? A little. <laughs> yeah, in, in, a, in a bit, we will. In a bit, we will. Yeah, and my face will be red the whole time, though. So don't worry. <laughs> oh, what were you up to, Pete? Did you um, have a lovely weekend? I did have a lovely weekend. What did I do? Uh, popped into town. Wow, town was busy. Goodness. Wow. Don't go into town, everyone. You're gonna get sick. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you're a countryside dweller. It must be yeah. very strange coming up from up yeah. to the big city. And mm. what does town mean? Is that like the lo- the village oh, square? Yeah. No, just uh, just going into town in London town Um, wow there's a lot of shoppers around Mm. everyone's rude everyone's six pounds of coffee no (laughs) one talks no one one looks at you on the tube no one says hi oh sounds stressful it was a little bit stressful but I got out Got, got what needed to be done and then got out again. So all it's cri- good. It's Christmas, isn't it? It yeah. is. People oh, are going, yeah. why would anybody want to go into town and queue up for ages to ha- spend five minutes walking around um, Selfridges? Give all your money to Amazon. Exactly. God mm. damn, damn it. Right. Exactly. Or Etsy. Someone make a little wire figurine for your Christmas <laughs> with your name on it. Have you got a tree? You, yes, Jim. I do have a tree. Have you got a tree, Pete? Yes, I have. I've you. got a tree as Yay. well. Yay. Tree oh. guys. The festivity is beautiful. I haven't got mm-hmm. any decorations. If you want to send decorations to the Ramble, yeah, I mean, feel free. We'll put whatever you send on the tree. Go yeah. into town, Steady. get yourself some decorations, Kate. <laughs> no, what? No, I thought we just agreed that we weren't doing that. But you, but you said you don't have decorations. Yeah, but Pete just said we shouldn't go into town because it's dangerous and full oh, of death. Good point, good point. Yeah, well, get, get them from Etsy then. But get some decorations, Kate. Come on, you've got to have decorations on your tree. Yeah. I know. Otherwise, there's just a tree in your house. It looks like you're confused about where everything goes. You've got your telly in the garden. You probably don't have a telly, do you? Yes, I've got a telly, as you know, from writing that. I love the little meeting we had. The little meeting we had before the show was we got a very busy show. (laughs) We're going to have to drop emails. (laughs) And now we're on my telly. I've actually got two tellies. Ooh. Do you know what we've also got to talk about? quickly right now Mm. that's very exciting Uh, there's a new episode of the book club out today on Football Ramble Presents it's me it's Jim and it's Jamie Bloody Redknapp you didn't take it up with him I realise Jim that Mm. you plan to about how a 47 year old man can still be called Jamie I didn't but um, (laughs) because well I've read his book so I know it is just his name it's he is just it's just what it says on what, the they, birth certificate. So his name isn't Jim. No, no, he's just oh. he is just Jamie. Forget his middle name, Redknapp. Magic. And it will surprise absolutely nobody to learn that Jamie Redknapp is literally a diamond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like what you did there. What else did he say, Jim? I don't. I can't remember. You have else? to listen to it. What else did he say, Jim? You'd, you'd have to listen to it to know, wouldn't you? What did he say about you, Jim? He said I looked good. So you do yeah. look good. Thanks, mate. Jim and Jamie You're just Redknapp getting, getting better with age. He Cheers, said, mate. He said, Jim's looking in great shape. Yo. Have you met him before? How does no, he know? No, I haven't. We were just talking about you general put on lots fitness of and motivation. Right. And he, he just, Jamie Redknapp said I look good. Has that ever happened good. to anyone else? Probably no. listening, no. So go and listen to it. I don't know why those two things relate. But. <laughs> Among a lot of other things, he also talks about biting his toenails and various other... He slightly. did talk about biting his toenails. So he's a man of... Unusual taste, let's I say. See, I'm yeah. not saying that's mm. about Jim. I'm just saying that that might be true. It's a disgusting talent, which is a rare thing. 
A disgusting talent. Yeah. Well, it is, isn't it? I couldn't do that. Think of other examples of a disgusting talent. Don't, don't say that with people. <laughs> <laughs> like farting the national anthem or something. Something like that. Yeah. I would never fart the national anthem. I'm not a nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fart the French that's one. The, that's oh. the, actually, the French anthem is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. To fart? Just in general, but I assume so, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't feature any of that, apart from the biting toenails and the bit that definitely did happen where Jamie Redknapp said that Jim looked fit. So I would say, what better plug than that? Listen yeah. to the book club, please. That's it now, Good. actually. That's the end of the episode. Um, no, it isn't. Because yeah. guess what's coming up now, friends? It is just... The lovely and glorious Tottenham Hotspur Stadium hosting the lovely and glorious Tottenham Hotspur fans, 2,000 <laughs> yeah. of them. Um, yeah, welcoming Arsenal into their midst politely and generously, generously, I should say, sending them on their way only with a 2-0 defeat. Yeah, mm. yeah, I actually, I, I kind of agree with that. But I know that I do I before the game no I wouldn't say we got off lightly and I'll come on to why that is mm. but I did think before the game that it could have been a lot worse than that just mm. because Arsenal have been so blunt lately and Spurs have been really good when they've wanted to be and needed to be and I think they just sort of held Arsenal at arm's length and it's been interesting seeing the two different reactions um, from different fan bases because I think there's a sense that it was a huge, huge crisis um, and that Arsenal were terrible. And I don't think they were necessarily terrible. They were just up against a better team and just illustrated that actually right now this team just isn't that good. Mm. There were some sloppy mistakes. Hector Bellerin is making foul throws just con- constantly. <laughs> it's, it's not the first time he's done it this no. season by a long stretch. And it's Mate. it's really strange. There's some sloppy passing. It's like and when like, Cavani didn't have his shoes on when he was supposed yeah, to go on in the second half. Like, it is guys, a basic these are basics. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> these people are building on their nutrition on like a granular basis day to day. They're not putting their shoes on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, side yeah. point. Like, oh, i still got my eye mask on from when I was in bed. <laughs> What's going on? But um, I think just the general standards are very Sloppy, lots of sort of missed passes, hopeful mm. diagonal balls into the box that were never really going to stand a chance of anyone getting on the end of them. Threaded passes that gave a sort of forward player too much to do and just a lot of stuff that was just really, really bang average. So that's why mm. I thought actually it might have been might have been worse. If the game was a bit more open, um, then I think Arsenal could have got caught on the break a lot more. Mm. But Spurs didn't really seem that interested in doing that because I think they knew that they didn't really need to. And the thing after about... they'd done it twice. <laughs> well, well, quite. After, but, but I think that was the problem with them. They didn't deal with the, with, with Spurs as counter. Spurs yeah. were so direct. And then as soon as they got two goals up, they knew for a fact that Arsenal, who have scored fewer goals than Newcastle uh, this yeah. season in the league, and Newcastle took the weekend off because of coronavirus, <laughs> sharing the big paddling pool, um, yeah. they, 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 they're in a situation where you know for a fact Arsenal aren't going to get any back, especially how, how well... Uh, Spurs are playing at the back, so I, yeah. it was it was cute from uh, Josie. I thought letting yes. Arsenal attack you used to be an insane decision, yeah. but Spurs were just comfortable in doing it. And actually, I think I'm again. I was surprised by the respect that Mourinho showed to Arsenal in a sense because we've seen him employ this game plan against Chelsea, mm. and it is clearly. He's very good horses for courses manager, isn't he, Jose? Mm. And that's the thing that he loves like, animals. Kind of, he I do, love he animals. does. He loves Don't animals. get me wrong; they were like animals. 
is uh, Son and Kane, I think. Yeah. Uh, with all the respect to animals, I love animals. Don't get me wrong. Carry on. I yeah. want to know which animals are yeah. And what, He what, loves all animals, especially horses animals. for courses. How is he worrying about us getting that wrong as well? <laughs> when you say I love animals, I don't mean anything. You know, <laughs> why, why bring it up? Um, but yeah, I'm grateful for, to, to deflect, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so it, it, he's clearly got this game plan for Spurs when they're playing teams that he thinks, you know what? If we get into a slugging match, we we might not get the win here. I'm surprised he thought that against about Arsenal, to be honest, given how poor they've been of late. But look, look at the old Trafford game. He was like, oh, we could dick on these. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. Mm. But it, 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 this kind of classic Mourinho mode of shutting up shop, even in a game where you would expect a team to compete, um, I, I, I found really, really interesting that that was how he approached this game. Because I, okay. I, I just, I, I would, I would have thought that he wouldn't need to. I have a slightly different take on it, as you might imagine, um, which is, uh, well, first of all, let's uh, let's briefly mention Son's incredible goal yeah. to open the scoring with. However, as you talked about, Pete, probably the, the counter-attacking, um, it was an incredible control and pass from Harry Kane for the assist. And then, of course, a beautiful goal. But it was just bizarre that they were in so many acres of space. I'd, sorry, that Son was in so many acres yeah. of space. Do you not I mean, think that Kane is, uh, sorry, uh, that Son is just so fast and so good with both feet that... But it's, if like, it's you not like you don't know that, is Yeah, it? I know, but, if, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but narrowing the, the, the distance between the defender and, and Son is not going to help you because he can beat you yeah. a pace yeah. every time, especially when you're, you're facing him. So I do understand why people back off. Mm. And it was was an incredible uh, But I think it was the pass, wasn't it? It was the mm. change of uh, mm. side, but anyone could have told you what was about to happen. Rob Holding's not a quick player, though. No. That's, that, that's the, the biggest deficiency in his game, and Leno's starting position on the, on, uh, in goal wasn't great for that one. The second goal was frustrating as well, because obviously Thomas Party just left the pitch, mm. which left some of that space. So that's one of those things you can't really... You can't really account for that. And the, yeah, that's, game, so that's unfortunate. Arsenal had chances, but it, it, but their, their their dead balls were awful at times. Just, there were just crosses, really, just but well just, into crosses. But like, in what that you game. Do, if you're Arteta, what are you doing on the training ground? If if, if that's what you're just net crosses, result. yeah, no throw-ins. Apparently, <laughs> that assumes everyone knows how to do that, but not unreasonably. But I mean, I think watching, um, I think it was probably about five minutes in the end. I think Aubameyang had had a chance, and uh, Alderweireld did oh. so well. He watched and waited and waited and waited and waited until uh, Aubameyang obs uh, took a shot and, yeah. and just went straight down for it. It was magnificent. Aubameyang's form is a real worry. Alderweireld so... is back in the side, <laughs> and it is brilliant to see. Interestingly, mm. Jimmy, he actually made more clearances than the whole of the Arsenal team in the game, which it's, was eleven I mean, yeah, this... to ten. Right, the stats look back to front, don't they? <laughs> but um, it just shows you how toothless Arsenal were, really. Like, if you, I mean, yeah. it was something like forty-four crosses, had a lot of possession. Spurs were happy to let them sort of attack, and that's the frustrating thing. You should, if a team is, if a team's happy to let you attack them, you you've got to teach them a lesson there. Do you know what I mean? You've got to show. They didn't All right, have a you less, what us... lesson was it like? Latin second period. I just, there's, they had nothing. I just didn't exactly, feel like they had anything. Exactly that, and it's the thing, the, the point you're problem. making about it being blunt. Yeah. It just, what, what it felt, I know that I didn't actually hear the commentary because I was doing sports bulletins for Sky News last night, which is Ooh. something else that I do. It's actually quite fun. Anyway, um, yeah, the, I didn't hear most of the post match. And I know that people were being a bit down on Spurs for not like scoring more I, yeah. in the Sky Studio. But all I was going to say is that what it felt like to me from an exciting perspective was that. Uh, the second half, it felt like it was effectively a training game that Jose Mourinho, maybe he was paying respect or maybe the reverse. He was saying, all right, guys, let's just, they're not going to score, but let's just see, let's just check that we can make mm-hmm. that happen. We're going to just play for 45 minutes. They're going to be able to do whatever they want and they are not 
going to score yeah. against. And us. it never so felt like they were going to get through. No, it like... never. Fe- and I've seldom watched a Spurs yeah. team but, and thought that. But, but how often have you watched a Mourinho team and thought that? So many mm, times. It yeah, does certainly. feel like he has transplanted his Mourinho ness onto them. And the fact that they brought Joe Roden on while two, <laughs> two nil up on ninety one minutes, you can only read that as a dig from a Rome. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it's but it's fair enough, isn't it? It's but like, kid, you don't think it's like it's like completely different to how they approach the second half against West Ham. Yes. And, and, and and just kind of went, oh, we'll bring him on and we'll have a bit of fun. And yes. look what happened. So, I, yeah, I we can have fun really... once we've earned it, yeah, basically. Mm. And I think that was, a, that was a game to earn fun. Mm. But, but <laughs> Liverpool away next. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Earn oh. your fun because you're not going to enjoy yeah. the next match. What? Yes, we are. <laughs> no, they're they're going to make sure that no one enjoys the next <laughs> match. Oh, yeah. That's how Jose does these games. <laughs> nil, nil. Joe Ronan comes on in the 91st uh, minute. Yes, mm. Tottenham have not conceded a goal in over 300 minutes now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. actually, and you can, that's not surprising when you look at the game and uh, look at how amazing Harry Kane's defensive work was. Oh, my yeah. God. He was it fantastic. was like he was playing every single bit of the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, Did you see his touch map? It was literally just yeah, like it was scattergun. It was like, what is it, Andy Warhol with the dot painting? <laughs> yeah, or the night sky. Yeah, yeah it was, ah, uh, yeah. I just thought. Annoying. He did his little, uh, did his little leaning in trick at the end, yeah, didn't he? Uh, but he got away with it, didn't he? That. But he was clearly, he knows his card as Mark for that kind of nonsense. And he was looking at the player to see if he'd really hurt himself. And he was looking at the referee while at the same time pretending that his brain was broken because he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd been kicked in the head so hard. It needs to be, <laughs> it, it needs to be regularly mentioned so that he stops doing it, it right? I because think someone's going to get hurt. He, done, he hadn't done it for like a while. And yeah. I think he, was, he fell into an old bit of practice there and just mm. went, oh shit, I'm not supposed to do that. Anyway, everyone knows I do it. So yeah, we're talking oh, about no. him backing into the player sort of yeah. spear tackle rugby esque thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, is then, that an example of being what Jose Mourinho requested of his side? Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Mourinho's um, getting annoyed about it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care about Kane's reputation. Who cares? My reputation is more important than everything. Oh bloody hell! Who does care? Yeah, nine. Sorry, eight goals for Kane this season. 10 assists. He's having an Brilliant. astonishing season and he's just everywhere. That's it's double amazing. anyone else's assist, Tully. Yeah. And, and, so, and he's so busy that um, people obviously double up on him and concentrate on him yeah. and Son is one of the best players in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got everyone else playing. Oh man, it's good. <laughs> yes, so what that all meant was that Tottenham go top of the Premier League table. They can spend 45 minutes not conceding yeah. and let a team do whatever they can, whatever it is that they do. Arsenal were 15th, if anyone's wondering. No, I did 15th. know that. Yeah, actually. 15th. Yeah. 15th. Well, I never. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to ask the question about the relegation scrap, okay? We'll leave that until <laughs> yeah. later on in the season. I mean, one thing to be clear on as we come on to the Liverpool uh, 4-0 against Wolves game is that Tottenham are top of the table, top outright, Okay. Not joint top. I know that that's been put in things. And indeed, last night on the bulletin, I had to absolutely hammer Simon, who I was on about, who's trying to write joint top. They're not joint top. Friends, they are top. Yeah. Let Stop us having a go at Simon. I know. He's not here. He's such a, he's such a good egg. There were actually right two Simons on the team last night. <laughs> oh, how do they know which it was? Psychic Simons. <laughs> Mind games. Uh, yes, Liverpool 4, Wolves nil. Not joint top, Liverpool. Uh, 2,000 fans at Anfield mm. to see... Liverpool play for the first time since they won the yeah. title, which is a pretty special, a lovely thing to see. And at the end, Jurgen Klopp went over to the fans and you know gave it the big in as he does after like a really big win. Four mm. 0 is obviously a large numerical win. Would we call this a big win? Yeah, I think so. 
I, it's not like a it's not like a thrashing or a gubbing, is it? Or is it? That's no, mate. Yeah, it's a bit of a thrashing, isn't it? But but wolves. I suppose you are, can be thrashed for now. Wolves are having a stinker at the moment, so I don't think it's any. I don't think I think it'll get a few shoeings uh, before Christmas. Well, you think wolves as, will as many as they can numerically fit inside the games that they've got. <laughs> they're not having a nice time. Yeah, before the game, they um, I was a bit. I was a bit. Oh, guys, I don't know. See, I don't know what you guys think, but I was a bit weirded out by the T-shirts with Nine and Raul on it. Because, of course, Raul Jimenez had that horrible injury mm. in the clash of heads with David Luiz, um, who didn't play the weekend. Um, and he had a fractured skull and he had a he had a operation to, to help him and he's, you know, recovering and, mm. and has been asked to be left alone. But And it's obviously lovely to support your teammate, but I don't know about black T-shirts with the name of your injured teammate on it. It was a little bit... Neymar 2014 World Cup just before the 7 1 defeat. Is it, is it a bit different because it's such a serious injury? Yeah, that was, was a serious injury. A fractured N- skull is something where you a are. A fractured really... vertebrae was what Neymar yeah, had. True, he true. was absolutely fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Neymar fucked up. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm oh, outside when everyone was sort of going, oh, I'm not sure about that. And I was going, Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Now I'm in here, I'm going, Is it that I did? No. Oh, I remember yeah. that noise. That's, I just yeah. remember the noise that it made. I, was like, I know, but is a t shirt, a black t shirt, yeah, with no. the name of your, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not what I would do, uh, but. Why are you wearing the t-shirt just... with Jim's name on it? <laughs> well, he's here, isn't he? And the, and the subject of Jamie Redknapp's thoughts all across it. That's a really nice way of supporting mm. your mates. I, I enjoyed the fact in this match that um, a lot of the um, uh, crowd that were allowed into um, Anfield, which has mainly spent their time sh- shouting at Paul Scores because Paul Scores had been put by Amazon right next to the Anfield <laughs> road. That's hilarious. <laughs> Unhelpful. Oh, fuck, if you had been there. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Connor Cody had a bit of a total nightmare for the yeah. first goal. Um, Mo Salah goal. He sort of chested it, but just nowhere. Mm. Um, Mo Salah, you can't do that in front of Mo Salah. Mm. He nipped in and got that. And then they did nearly have a penalty after Cody went. He fell over what did subsequently look like the air. Mm. Um, which was, was it Sadio Mane's feet? He sort of tried to pull his feet back. Yeah. So the referee gave the penalty and then went to VAR to look at the screen and then thought, well, look, if can you trip over air? Can you trip over air, Jim Campbell? I, I can, um, <laughs> but I don't know if Sadio Mane can. Mm. Um, um, Connor Cody can. So. Connor, Connor Cody, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it, I think one of the, the narrative around VAR is so often like, even when a decision is correct, People get angry about it because yeah. it's sort of taken up some time. And, and yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just... Um... Fabinho definitely found it very, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Proper laughing in Corey's yeah. face. But it's just, it's, you know, it, it did its job there, right? Mm. I don't no, know it, because, of course, you can... I can see why you would fall over or as in why you would think... You need to take evasive action, don't you, if you've got mm. legs in the air. And, yeah. yeah, man, it's probably the right decision on balance. Mm. I don't think it was a dive and I don't think it was a penalty. But how is how does that exist as a concept? <laughs> mm. it's quant- it's a, it, constant decisions. There's a, a lot of grey areas, aren't there, which, which VAR has, uh, has shown us. Which man, are there, really v- there are really grey areas in refereeing. Mm. Jesus. If only we'd known <laughs> before, <laughs> before the start of this whole VAR thing. I feel like this, the narrative of this game is really interesting from the commentary because... Um, Obviously, Cody was at fault for the first game. Goal, yeah. uh, First goal. But throughout the game, the, the, the commentary team kept referencing that. It's like, mm. they did lose 4-0. Like, yeah. you can't, like, <laughs> you can't put yeah. all of that on him. 
They yeah. look like they had ten men, to be honest. Yeah, the another um, another another clean sheet from uh, the new Liverpool oh, understudy number yeah. one. They got his name wrong on his shirt, though. Really? Yeah, they, I didn't his see shirt. that. Yeah, they, they missed out. Sure, he hadn't out picked up one of the Raoul ones, e. but <laughs> Yeah, they missed out an E on his back, so. Oh, I don't know. That's good attention to detail. I really enjoy that. Mm. Yeah, nice, go. nice one. Yeah. Mm. Grieving Kelly, Kelleher. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it now, aren't you? <laughs> it's because I got tweets about pronouncing his first name correctly from some mm. of our Irish fans. Oh, I go. was so chuffed about it. <laughs> I now become nervous about his surname. Yeah, he did. He made a brilliant save early doors. He was great uh, commanding his area again. It's so, a lovely piece about him in The Athletic about how he's just a striker that turns goalkeeper when he's about 14 or something and yeah. uh, just never, never looked back, really. Aww. He's having a great season. Yeah, that's lovely stuff. So 4-0 the final score. And as I say, Jürgen Klopp applauding the fans at the end with every bit of his Kloppish figure. Mm-hmm. And so Liverpool go second in the table after second. that. All right, time for the second half after this. I'm talking about the sort of luxuriant quality <laughs> of the mink. Is that what he's talking about? The mink. Oh, bring in the mink. Andy Brassel mm. donning a mink coat to be a pundit on BT. Yeah, Amazing. they brought they brought in uh, thanks to Jules Breach. She was on um, his BT um, BT Girls Program over the weekend, and uh, yeah, they they put a big old coat on Andy. It's very enjoyable. Do we know if it was actually one of Jules's from her it own collection? Like a, it, it looked like a size. It looked like it? a lasses coat, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it looked a bit smaller than uh, what Andy would because Andy's quite a tall man. Mm. He mm. rocks it very well, though. Mm. Ah. I imagine the dance floors of wherever that studio is, we're, we're just, just crying out for him afterwards. I just wanted him to play like Return of the Mac or something and yes. him to just swan around. <laughs> Didn't he just rock it? Yes, welcome back to the Football Ramble where sadly Andy Brassel is not, but Jim and Pete currently are mm. with me. Now, let's get a bit of a four-to-score update from Betway. Entry to Betway's four-to-score is free each week. What you want to do is pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly fifth £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Obviously, further T's and C's apply. So this week, how did we get on, friends? Game one, Sheffield United against Leicester City. Marcus logically, I thought, as ever, picked Jamie Vardy. The result was, I'm afraid, Iosi Perez. Jim, interesting on this North London derby, which is game two, Spurs versus Arsenal. You picked Eric Dyer. I did, yeah. My explanation for that, which turned out to just be nonsense. Is that uh, you get that, weird scorers in North it, London derbies? You get weird scorers in intense games. And he did take that free kick, didn't he? So he, yeah. you know, he had his chance and he <laughs> thankfully blew it, but also... Tch, why do you hate charity, Eric Dyer? <laughs> yeah, great point. No, yeah, it's, it wouldn't have made sense at all to pick Hyung Min Son um, <laughs> with his 10 goals. This season... Anyway, that's who it was. Uh, Liverpool up against Wolves. And he's picked Daniel Pedence. In fact, he had that brilliant strike that Quivine Kelleher saved very mm. early on. So D- Didn't score though, did he? Don't see you <laughs> right. digging out Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Mo Salah got the goal. And there is one rela- uh, remaining game, which is um, Brighton against Southampton. That is... Tonight at eight o'clock, Luke has chosen Danny Welbeck for that one. We will be back with another round of Betway's Forward to Score on the preview show this Friday. All right, guys, let's get to your emails now. Just 
Andy Hayes has been in touch and he says, Hello, Ramblers. Andy from Ireland, but now based in New Zealand here. Catchy. I have just watched the Jack Charlton documentary and it brought up an old memory. When I was about eight or nine, I was staying in a hotel near Dublin Airport with my parents. It turned out that the Irish team was staying at the same hotel before playing at Lansdowne Road. We were sitting in the hotel, but having some food when the team walked in. In came Jack Charlton, David O'Leary, Steve Staunton, Roy Keane and Paul McGrath. I was awestruck. It was at this moment that Jack Charlton saw me and waved at me to come over. I sheepishly got up and went over and he told Roy Keane, of all people, to get up and give me his chair. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I know, right? What? He asked me a bunch of questions, uh, none of which that I can remember, uh, and asked me who my favourite player was. I said it was Pat Bonner, loved him from the 1990 World Cup. He gestured to the kit man and whispered in his ear. The kit man ran off and came back with Bonner and a jersey. He signed the jersey, as did the rest of the players. I have loved Jack Charlton from that day. I never looked Roy Keane in the eye after you gave me his chair. I assume he was fine with it. That Lovely, is spectacular. That's an it? unbelievably nice thing to do. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, another one for the Jack Charlton <laughs> Cannon. That is just so lovely. Unless was it was it mind games he was playing with Roy Keane? Jack Charlton. Yeah, I was going, what, you can be very easily replaced mm. by a child. Mm. By a child. <laughs> or is that just that we forget that Roy Keane, though he appears scary, is fundamentally just a human man mm. and isn't some sort of... Oh, what, and he gives children <laughs> Sorry, are you... You're starting on Roy Keane? Sorry. Starting on Roy Keane now. You're moving away from Liverpool. I, I, I fundamentally Keane. disagree. I think he's, uh, he's inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a Gundam robot. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> a gun down, so a gun mm. down robot. Someone has gunned down a robot, or is a this something down, I don't it's understand? A, it's a again? gigantic Japanese fighting machine. Oh, from the seventies, I think. <laughs> be honest, did you know that, Jim? I did not, but I, I, I worked out from context that it would be something like that. Mm. Yeah, I imagined it was something out of like Terminator, and a robot had been gunned down by mm, Roy right. Keane. Yeah, fair do so. Look, it all works. It all works. The law works. L O R E. Uh, all right lovely stuff guys that is such a nice email uh, really appreciate that one Andy thank you for sending it in to show at footballramble.com let's give Crystal Palace their dues shall we 5-1 just a yeah. 5-1 at <laughs> West Brom the first time that they've put five goals in an away game past another top flight right. side uh, a game so one-sided mm. that Christian Benteke actually got the exact same number of goals he got last season in an, in an afternoon yeah, it's pretty amazing. The Two? first one as well. He, he, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't running. He, like, he just wasn't running. <laughs> I think the second one was a really accomplished finish. I know he's yeah. 30. I know he's played a lot of uh, Premier League football, but just letting him run across his body and just lashing it yeah, on. It was really Fantastic. good. And he hit it really, really yeah. sweetly as well, which you know, is, is wow. something to not be taken for granted. Roy Hodgson said, he showed everyone out there, I haven't lost everything. Sorry, I haven't lost anything. <laughs> <laughs> I have lost everything. But I've, 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 Lost quite a lot of it. <laughs> Hodgson said, paraphrasing him in his own mind, weirdly, I haven't lost anything. I'm still Christian Benteke. You can rely on me. Uh, the real tested consistency. Like, Roy's so nice, isn't he? What a lovely thing to say about a man bereft of confidence, we, we assume. Yeah, it's, yeah it's good for them to, to get him firing again. And Zaha was just, like, imperious. Just oh. what a... ben- Benched him, FPL. Thank yeah. you. Fancy Premier League. Brilliant. Thank you. Didn't need him. Don't need those points. No. Some lovely finishes. It was great. Yeah, it was just all round a great game, unless you're, you're West Brom, obviously. Um, yeah. Mateus Pereira sent off. Ah, yeah, this was another pitch side monitor number. Mm. And and I, I, was, I was complaining about the VAR telly at, I think, 
uh, Old Trafford, I think, recently because I don't like how thick the hydraulic arm is that they yeah. sit upon. This one at uh, at it was at West Brom, wasn't it? Um, mm. It's just like a simple metal tripod. I liked it. Oh, like yeah, yeah. I don't think they had enough room to fit the entire hydraulic arm, so they've got this temporary kind of a weird little um, metal number. So uh, yeah, well done. No shut up robot there. No shut up robot. No, no Gundam robot for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, Graham Sooners in the in the Sky Sports studio said, there's no nastiness there. Pereira could say his legs come up because of the momentum. Mm. The fact that he catches Van Arnholt, that makes it worse, but I don't think it's a sending off. I think he has lashed out a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lashing out a bit. <laughs> this Graham Sooners story. Can you kick your legs into a man's balls and not expect to get sent off, Pete? Um, I think he could have argued in the moment that he was bracing himself for the player to um, Ooh, run okay. into him yeah. and the player didn't hit him so it looked probably more aggressive than it needed to be but yeah it was a sending off don't be silly everyone <laughs> I just whenever Graham Sooners like says that something's not naughty enough to be sent off <laughs> you're just like okay yeah thanks. it's not nearly as naughty as it should be yeah, Graham Sooners I, when I was a player you know <laughs> okay. you could gun someone down and no yeah. one would send you off I think he He'd say these things if he was a UFC pundit, though, wouldn't he? Like, he's like, what's, what's he down? What's he on the floor for? Get up! <laughs> You're so weak. <laughs> Although, actually, yeah. Stop anyway. the arm bars. Let's have the knee to head <laughs> formula, please. I just, yeah, I think it's just nice to have a little chat about Palace because they—that's mm. that's a great performance. I okay, think, you yeah, know, they were they up were against sore. ten men for what, 60 minutes. Yeah, mm. against a struggling team as well. But for I feel sure. like this is. Um, I think. I, believe it might be Palace's biggest Premier League win or certainly biggest Premier League away win but and they it's, and it's um, come a time yeah no it's good because like... I did actually say that earlier so I'm glad that right. you um... <laughs> <laughs> just in one ear with you in it Jim yeah I was just thinking about robots and you know why <laughs> it's not on you um, <laughs> uh, just the Palace have got this in them I mean, you look at the you look at them on paper sometimes you think you know what if they're if they click today they might score a lot of goals and it's nice to see that actually <laughs> Come true. Well, yeah, I mean, against uh, Newcastle, it was just it was just two teams that had would, there was no Anderson Maximan, there was no um, Zahar, and and if Zahar's not playing, they're just not at the races at all. Mm. He's such a he's such a focal point for for that team, and it sort of proved in this match. Yeah, and he was just back from his positive coronavirus mm. test, so that was why he was back into the starting mm. lineup. And Benteke, in fact, first start of the season, so. All guns blazing. Not, not slawed by, by coronavirus, it seems. <laughs> no, indeed. Brilliant stuff. All right. So 5-1, uh, the final score there. Um, let's. We're going to drop down into the championship uh, now. But before we do that, uh, we do need to speak a little bit about uh, Millwall, um, I'm afraid. So, of course, it, what was great about this week and this in this weekend was that there were fans at a lot of the games, depending on what tier you were in, and uh, there were 2,000 fans at the Den. And when uh, Millwall took the knee in their game against Derby County, um, there was just a, a chorus of of boos that rang out from Millwall fans. We know it's Millwall fans because yeah. there's no away fans allowed in at the moment. Um, it's a very... I, I know, obviously, we, we try... We try to speak about these things as much as we can on the Ramble because it, it's, you know, the point about football is that it's part of society and clearly, you know, 2,000 people at a at a game of football, perhaps with some specific views, don't represent society. We're not saying, you know, this is the represent a representation of the views of, you know, a majority or lots of people watching football necessarily. But it's just, um, it just seemed like such a shame that a gesture that has 
been so powerful, I think, for a period of time was being hijacked uh, by people. And then the unfortunate outcome was that, or the next step, if you like, was that an MP, a Conservative MP, Charles Eustace, um, said that they were not booing because they're racist, but because they don't like Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is a political organisation in his uh, his opinion. And this has been, if you look at the reaction online as well, and uh, obviously you need to sort of take a lot of this stuff with a pinch of salt with how much you read on Twitter and stuff, because it can be such a um, kind of contentious place. But that does seem to be the narrative of people defending it, which obviously is indefensible, but they they are saying that they're they're booing the organisation, they view the organisation as Marxist. I don't think a lot of these people do have a fully formed 360 degree idea of what Marxism is and why they're so like vehemently opposed to it. And I, I, obviously a lot of those people are being dishonest. They are, they're being racist by booing, booing that. But I, I wonder if there are people out there who genuinely think that they're not being racist when they, when they boo uh, something like that. And th- those people need to be reached and they need to be educated and shown that like, come on, this is, this is crazy. Like you can't, how can you justify booing something like that and saying, oh, no, it's for a different reason? Like, I think in the future, that footage will be a perfect illustration of the problem. The fact that those people are having are, are taking the knee to a chorus of boos shows yeah. you the, the, the <clears throat> dire situation. I, th- I think it's, I think it's, I, th- I think you say that it's not indicative of, 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 of say, I mean, it is in many different spheres, but I think in football, it is always Millwall. It's sometimes Chelsea, it's, it is always Millwall. And you're in a situation where, um, you know, you, th- you you fine. You think that BLM is a Marxist organization, and you're vehemently against that for some reason because Ben Shapiro, fucking nerd, has has given you that convenient little face figly for for your racism. Well, there were other fixtures that were played on that day in the championship and 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 beyond, and there was barely a peep from there. So you know. Have the courage of convictions, lads, right? Take away that fig leaf, be as racist as you fucking want and be and be judged accordingly because it's a little bit boring. Millwall spends so much time as a club trying mm. to distance themselves from this bullshit. For me, go back to the fucking Isle of Dogs. At least there's a chance you might fall into the fucking sea. I'm, <laughs> I'm bored of, of, of how many times we sort of say it's not Millwall, it's not real Millwall fans. It is real Millwall fans, and 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 it's they, they've not they've not got an excuse. It's frequently uh, like this. Yeah, I mean, if you're one of those people doing that, then you're a fucking failure <clears throat> of a human. Frankly, it's just it's just it's it's just tedious. I'm I'm I'm, I'm tired of that. The the handering of the pearl clutching. Oh, we shouldn't call them racist. They're fucking racist. Fuck them. Yeah, I think um, you make a really good point as well, Jim. About you know whether or not people care about the organisation Black Lives Matter or think it's mm. political to to deny that what the gesture is intended to mean particularly when lots of work has been done you know with various anti-racist organisations like Kick It Out and all sorts of things have been have been going on for many months now is is just to be deliberately provocative which is what it was well, and now we're talking about it <laughs> it's, a, it's a sort of form of, of gaslighting in a way it's like oh what you think i'm being racist no 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 you just don't understand it it's just it's just nonsense it's just mm. absolute nonsense okay um yeah we will doubtless have to speak about that again but but the, the week that we don't is the week that they that, that it wins yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's yeah. fundamental. you might be bored of hearing about it i'm certainly bored of fucking talking about it but the the, the week that we stop talking about bellens being bellens it's well the bellens have won haven't they because we're yeah. here to talk about football and we're constantly sidelined by 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 this bullshit right it, it we, we're in a situation where you know so many years ago uh, we talk about the liverpool Luis suarez uh, t-shirt thing that was uh, you know uh, obscene obviously but um 
the, the, the myopic nature of football fans is that, you know, we all support the player. We all support the club. Unless unless they're being anti-racist, and then it's just like, oh yeah, this is just fucking virtue signaling, walk bullshit. I'm not having this rabbit there. J- jam down my throat. How is it jammed down my throat? Just shut the fuck up for a minute while mm. they do whatever they want to fucking do. I'm be- I'm bored of this now. Is a thing that we've seen a lot as well. Mm. It is, again, it is a huge it's a huge privilege to be bored of people talking yeah. about the you know systemic um, uh, disadvantage that they're placed under purely because of the color of their skin. Like you know, like. It's there's a huge I, problem in society. You've been bored. You've been bored of it. Is way down the I, list. I will listen. I will listen to people like Les Ferdinand at QPR. QPR mm. didn't nail. Borough didn't, didn't nail this weekend. Um, uh, I, I will listen to Les Ferdinand. He makes some incredibly good points about how uh, how much work QPR have done, how much work he's done personally, how much his club's done uh, to, to 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 bring through um, uh, black people in positions of power um, in 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 his football club. And I think he he speaks so eloquently about it. So so. So interestingly about it, because he's Les Ferdinand, he's a bloody legend. I think he's amazing. Mm. Um, but but the, the, this the rest of this bullshit, it, it, they they're not speaking from any level of, of of intelligence or power. They just try. They're just fig leaf in their racism. And you know, fundamentally, the, the day we stop talking about it is the day that, um, that that we give up. Quite frankly, so yeah. Or maybe one day it will go. Let's let's hope so. That's what everybody wants. All right, let's stay in the championship and let's talk about friend of the ramble, Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock had to go to Stoke. He was pretty upset about it. The, the facilities that we've got changing was an absolute disgrace today. I want to put animals in it. You know, the, the toilets were blocked up. They've got fumes coming in from a bloody engine outside the dressing room. Water everywhere on the floor. It's a disgrace for the championship. Absolute disgrace. I hope we do the same when we play them up at our place rather than give them the comfortable... We weren't even uh, social distancing where we were in, in these cabins, what they put in. We might as well have been in the dressing room. You know, we're too nice as up there. <laughs> Turn the other oh, cheek, Neil. Neil. Turn the other cheek, mate. <laughs> uh, I hope we do this to them. Yeah, so the deal was basically... Uh, I don't fully understand why this had to happen, but, yeah, there was this kind of Porter Cabin set up for Neil Warnock's borough in Stoke, and unfortunately it was wet and it was muddy, and they should have... Was he saying they should have put animals in there because animals would have liked it better? Or He went on to say something about pigs, but I always thought pigs were very clean animals. I mm. thought... Well, people say that, don't they? Because... Um, Pigs roll around in dirt to clean themselves. Mm. It's like, are, are pigs not just getting that wrong? That still <laughs> seems dirty to me. I wonder if yeah. we're giving them too much credit. I don't um, think it's just kind of actually, it's a bit like, what about actually? They're mm. actually quite clean. They're still rolling about in poop, though, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, mm. If I did that, I wouldn't be allowed in anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be kicked out the prep, aren't you? Like you'd never get into Stokes ground. <laughs> um, the fumes outside is a bit weird. Like that's like, that seems deliberate, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're pumping fumes into our makeshift porta cabin. Microwave war weapons into the dressing room. <laughs> Look, they won. I mean, I guess you've got to use all of the weapons in your arsenal. I mean, the thing, the thing about Neil Walker is he doesn't sound like a man who enjoys the finer things in life. <laughs> His accent just uh, kind of like goes, I'm actually quite enjoying this. Absolute shit pit of a dressing room. So it's, it's agricultural. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess this was necessary for COVID, was it? Or is this just... I thought, I thought that was... Was it part That's of that whole theory. thing? Yeah, kind of yeah, right? But yeah, then yeah. are they social distancing? Are they not? Yeah. I mean, he, he does say in that we weren't even social yeah, distancing. Yeah, because it's, it's too like, little. Isn't that on you? I, well, I guess that's it then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah too little. It? They've just made mm. them... A, it sounds like they've made them a little pen. 
It's quite funny. <laughs> Credit where it's due, Stoke. Because yeah. at the um, at the Cambridge United game at the Abbey that I was uh, on Wednesday, that ladder, um, that ladder, which I did make it up and down again safely. You'll be glad to hear, <laughs> or, or not, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, they had to close all their toilets because they were one. They were only one way, and so they had to get in portaloos so that only one person could be in the toilet building at any mm. one time. So I'm wondering if that is some sort of COVID-based theory here. Yeah, I believe that is the case, yes. But they, it sounds like it has not met Neil Warnock's five-star mm. needs. <laughs> I actually think he could be a bit of a Michelin restaurant man. You reckon, on the, on the quiet? Reckon? Do you reckon he's got a secret food blog? I th- I th- I th- it's not secret anymore, Pete. No, If you out it, <laughs> it again. NeilsMeals.com. Yeah, get on it. <laughs> mm. If he's not doing that, it's a waste, yeah. to be honest, isn't it? <laughs> I trust what that man said about food. Yeah, but, mm. well, a certain type of food, though. That mm. man knows a steak. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That man has abs- a corned beef hash, a, yeah. pa- a panacalty. And a pie. Yeah. Like, oh. And I, I don't mean that to sound um, perhaps how it does. We've <laughs> made, <many> <laughs> made many jokes about Sam Allardyce and his love for gravy over the years, which, which is perhaps unfair. I but, think Neil Warnock could surprise you. I could. I think he could be like you know piping Jew over his. Well, what I was going to say was that I think the Wagyu treating people exactly. I think a pie can surprise menu. you. Oh? No, you can. There's no. There's no reason you can't have like a Michelin starred pie, for example. Gosh. I think Warnock would know his way around one of those. A pie can surprise you often because they're very hot, aren't they? Yes. Especially at football stadiums. Mm. Oh God, because all the heat gets trapped mm. inside it, and you don't want to be. Burning your tongue. You never taste anything. Neil's tea. If that's Lapsang, I need a full investigation. <laughs> I think it is Lapsang. Mm, think? Lapsang. Oh, I don't know. That sounds like you've got some inside information there, Peter. I ju- I'm just thinking that he, he looks like a man who would appreciate the, the, the smoky heft of a Lapsang Souchon. I think he eats a certain type of food that we might all assume he would eat, mm. and it will be of a very high quality. Piped you. Over his pie. Uh, I reckon. Pie de jus. I reckon he's got like. It's like um, hiding a porno mag inside a fancy book. (laughs) Inside his pie, he's got like something really fancy. A fancy book. One of those birds, you know, that have all of the. The uh, shameful birds that you've got to put a hood on to. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say those birds that are very little and they have all the bones in and you eat them and they. It cuts the top of your mouth. And you've got to put your. You've got to put a shroud over your head. Oh, I didn't know about the shroud. Because it's shameful. It's a shameful thing to do. So you're hiding what you're doing from God. Which but is amazing, a technique I employ in a lot of my life. <laughs> but amazing and shameful, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, salt of the, um, the salt of the blood from the roof of your mouth um, seasons the uh, bird. Oh. And uh, just have a burger, French people. <laughs> oh. Come on, guys. Jesus Christ. Stop dicking about. Be honest, Pete, did you get that from Neil's Meals? I <laughs> did, yeah, it yeah. was uh, five stars. Have you seen those um, the octopuses, which I believe is correct, and I think octopuses and octopi are both correct, I ah. think. Stadium, um, stadia. Yeah, exactly. Um, I Have you seen the ones where they're, I think it's something like the, the something in the soy sauce makes their muscles react. So oh, if you yeah, get like dance. a little octopus yeah, 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 over yeah. a bowl of noodles, you can pour soy sauce on it and it looks like it's alive it's and dancing. it's horrible. Mm. Mm. Oh, my days. Delicious. Right, let's dance out of here into the grey, grey, white North London day. (laughs) Jules, Adley and Pete are on the way for you tomorrow. Do join us then. Lots of love, guys. Bye. (laughs) See you later, octopussies. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.